Hey, you're listening to Chew on That. Here's what we're chewing on today. I don't know that I was afraid of the boogeyman per se, but a boogeyman best describes what I was sure that was hiding in my closet or under my bed or outside my window. If you would ask me what I was afraid of, I would never be able to tell you. It was beyond my words. It was beyond my description. It was beyond my comprehension. I was afraid of what I didn't know and I couldn't get past it. I'd like to talk more about that in a message we're calling Overcoming Fear. Hey, hi, my name is Scott Eastman, and you're joining us for Chew on That. Uh, and I appreciate that. My co-host today is my very good friend, Nancy Grusey. Say hi, Hello. Nancy. Hi, everyone. It's great to have you here today. Thanks for having me. And then our guest today is our friend, Pete Lemperer. Say hi, Pete. Hello. So good to have you here today. You should see Pete. He's all like super tie-dye. Ready for spring break. Yeah, totally. <laughs> He's leaving yep. for spring break right at the end of this podcast. Absolutely. He's leaving. He's going to drive to Idaho. Are you driving to Idaho? No, I'm flying. Oh, really? Yes. The planes go to Idaho? Out of Chicago. <laughs> oh, nice. Are you really flying out of Chicago? Yeah. Oh, it's cheaper that way, though. It is cheaper. Like, flights are dirt cheap right now. Yeah. It yeah. depends on how early you book them, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, so what are you going to do in Idaho while you're there? Uh, just be in nature, really. Just kind of being up in God's country, actually. Wow. Who are you going with? Uh, a friend. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. He said that in such a way that you should stop asking questions <laughs> right now. No more questions. <laughs> yeah. No more questions. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Pete, a lot of people don't know you like I know you or like Nancy knows you. In fact, Nancy was saying in our pre-show that she doesn't know anything about you at all. I don't. So apart from your fancy tie-dye shirt and your spring break <laughs> with a friend to Idaho, like what else? what else should we know about Pete Lemperer? Oh boy, what what do you want to know? Um, <laughs> I've uh, well, I guess <clears throat> I've been attending Life Church for about three and a half years, um, and was introduced to the church by a friend of mine um, who is it the one that's going on spring break. No, it's a different one. Oh man, you got a lot of friends. <laughs> so that's already more friends than friends. I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sad state of affairs. Um, but I. Uh, so it's it's been it's been really good for me. Um, and then uh, from a professional standpoint, I'm I'm an industrial engineer, manufacturing engineer, or process engineer, whatever you want to call me. Gotcha. And then um, I'm the father of uh, two boys. Um, a how old is he? Fourteen year old and eleven year old. Wow. So freshman and a sixth grader. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's how old my kids are too. Is that really? That's crazy. It is crazy. Huh? Where do they go to school? You shouldn't tell us that. That's a weird question. Well. But then private school. Let's one time you and I talked, you also had like a side hustle. You were doing oh, a side yeah. business. Is that still a thing? It is still a thing. Yeah. Tell us about that. It's pretty interesting. Um, so I don't know how I actually got involved in this, but um, I sell products, I guess, on uh, Amazon. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a cool plate, a, a different types of plates that are made out of uh, palm leaves, which is kind of ironic, right? Because the it was just Palm was Sunday. Oh, palm Sunday, right. And so um, they're a biodegradable uh, product that you can use a couple times um, and then dispose of, and you don't have to worry about it harming the environment. A so. plate, like a dinner plate. Yeah. Like a paper plate. Yeah. But, but it's, biodegradable. It's, yeah. yeah. And oh. there's bowls too, isn't there? Bowls too. There's all kinds of like and you whatever make them? shape you can. I don't make them. Nope, they're made in a different country. They're made over in India, actually. Oh, okay. And they harvest them from fallen leaves. So it's just a it's a leaf that otherwise would go to waste. And they make they make uh, really cool products out of them. So, so they're not they're not oh. they're not poaching nope. like live palm branches. Exactly. They're like using 
like waste anyway. Waste. Right? And it's being made responsibly, right? It's not a bunch of like little India kids, <laughs> right? So like bad. I right. just want to make sure that <laughs> if people go and look for Pete's product right. on Amazon, that yeah. they know that they feel good about what they're buying. Yeah. Is that yeah. does that mean it's fair trade? Is that what that means? Oh, is that what it is? Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because then they'd be like blood plates yeah. or something like yeah. blood diamonds not, or not blood diamonds. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. That was a really so good all, movie. Did you ever see that This is all legal though. <laughs> You're very legal. Oh, I didn't say it was illegal. <laughs> well, I know, but you started talking about like blood diamonds and stuff. That, yeah. That's weird. This is a whole, is. how do we even get here? <laughs> I, I feel like it's my fault. And that's actually why I didn't really want to host the show because I'm all super freaked out because we're talking about things that I said. Uh, it's, <laughs> we're going to hear your voice a lot. Yep. You are good. It's too much already. Mm-hmm. It's too much. No, it's not. Anyway. So uh, we are going to talk about, um, uh, the most recent sermon, which is Overcoming Joy, from our most current sermon series, which is Smile Again. It's been a great series. I hope that you're enjoying it. If this is the first you're hearing of it, let me encourage you not only to go back and listen to versions of our show or episodes of our show talking about it, but go back and listen to the original um, messages because they're just really fantastic. Sean preached on choosing joy. He preached on the value of life last week, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny preached on forgiveness. So it's really just been a really great series. So let me just encourage you, um, you know, to uh, like discover those if you've not discovered them already, if you know what I'm talking about. So, but let's just jump right into my first soundbite and then I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to, right. I need you to come out of that. All right. Okay. Let's hear what you you have to say. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Fear of bears or sharks or saber-toothed tigers makes total sense especially in the context of the woods or the ocean or the prehistoric past. And not only do fears like that make sense, they're healthy and conducive to our survival. But there are other fears that have very little to do with our survival, and they make even less sense and are, in fact, unhealthy. They have nothing to do with the biological amygdala-based stimulus response fear that we experience when we see a snake or a spider, but instead, we can sometimes apply the same degree of fear towards the decisions that we make, or the actions that we take, or what the future might hold, where we live, who we live with, what we do for a living, who our friends are, how big our house is, our salary, or our family is. And because the purpose of natural fear is to signal a threat, we'll avoid and evade anything that makes us uncomfortable. These are unhealthy fears. I love that you talked about fear this week. It's something that I feel like we haven't talked a lot about. We no. talk about joy and we talk about life and everything is life-giving. And and you brought life to such a topic that can be not depressing, but just more like hard to discuss. Yeah. And so I love the way that in your message, you took real fears. Like you named, and I know we'll talk about that later, but you named real fears that people have and and brought practical light to how we can actually recognize them. And one of my notes says that uh, at you, what you said in that last clip, we avoid the uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and you talked a lot about that with even your childhood. Like what yeah. were some of those fears? Yeah. You know? no, yeah, for sure. And it's funny that that happened today. I told you I wasn't going to talk and then I'm talking, but... <laughs> It was just today, not that this is important to you guys, but uh, as I was getting ready for the show, I got a phone call from my son, the one that's a freshman, mm-hmm. um, and he was in tears. He was at school today in tears asking if I could come pick him up. And I said, hey, what's going on? And he couldn't catch his breath long enough to tell me that first he started that he was tired, which is you know not entirely mm-hmm. true. But then in fact, he said, I'm just, I, I, uh, I can't do it today. I can't handle it today. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't make it today. And like, I'm like, oh my gosh, bro, you're 12. 
Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but then it reminded me, like I was telling someone about this thing about my fears when I was a kid and I was super worried about that someone was going to kill me. And there was no reason to think that I've never been in any danger in my entire life, but it was enough where I would have to go to the doctor, like to be treated for ulcers. I was worrying myself that sick as mm-hmm. an 11, 12 and 13 year old. And so I think about Abe and I'm trying to figure out like what he's worried about. And like, he's worried about the fact that because of COVID school's not been easy for him. So his grades, his grades, his grades are lacking, mm-hmm. right? He's worried about disappointing me and disappointing his mom, right? He's worried about being around people again, right? Because while he's a social person, he's not been around people for a long mm-hmm. time. So all these things, all these fears are the kinds of fears that I that you know we spoke about in the message because they're things that I can't vanquish that. Right. I can't kill that. I can't kill, you know, my grade. I can just worry about my grade or worry about my parents finding out about my grade and they're, or even worrying about the homework that's missing. Mm-hmm. Like rather than just doing the homework, I'll just spend all my time. This is me speaking on his behalf or I'll just spend all my time worrying thinking about it, about it worrying yeah. about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what we do with these fears in modern day world. Like we're not, we don't, aren't faced with saber tooth tigers anymore. Right. You know, but we're faced with, you know, a fear of failure. Yeah. But what the, the way that you talked about it, even from a medical standpoint, when you said worrying yourself sick, that really is that really is possible. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't face saber-toothed tigers or dinosaurs or dragons or whatever right. else you can imagine. Right. Because we can imagine so much, but our body knows that if we're creating these fears, it still reacts to even if it's just in your head. As though it were a saber-toothed yeah. tiger or a dragon or a I don't know. Dinosaur. Well, I, think, I was thinking I think, about my kid. Right. I think um the fear, the the dragon or the saber tooth tiger, is is now it's transformed into something different for us, right? Yeah. Like there, our worries have, as as technology has advanced and as we we've advanced, and there's more information and more stimulation and everything that's coming at us, it, it's a different type of fear. So if you don't have, I guess, coping capabilities or ways to um, address address that fear, it just becomes overwhelming. And impacts your your physical well being as well as your mental well being. Yeah, I just I, I feel like I think about like how my dad handled my fear and bless his heart. Like I think he you know he did what he could right with what he knew. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have journey to wholeness. He didn't have Doctor Spock. He didn't have right. you know all this other stuff you know to go on. He just like what are you afraid of? There's nothing here. Shut up and go to bed. Right. Shut right. up and knock it off. I'll yeah. give you something to yeah. quarrel about. Right. <laughs> like that's how my dad would have handled it. You know. And so. I think about Abe. And so like I picked him up from school and I said, you know what? We're going to drive down to Appleton to get some Chick-fil-A. And so on the way down, I want you to nap because if you feel like part of your problem is that you're tired, why don't you take a nap? We won't talk about this. We won't, you know, because I'm sure as a kid, he's like, oh my God, my dad's going to pick me up. He's going to be mad at me. He's going to yell at me in the car. And so I don't want to add to his burden. Like we need to talk about it for sure, but let me give you a chance to take a nap first, you know, and and just kind of, I don't know, just relax a second and then get some Chick-fil-A in your belly. And then now we'll talk about, you know, what's causing this problem. But like, for the most part, we don't, as parents anyway, I don't feel like most parents don't deal with it that way. We just, you know, slap something out of your kid's hand and tell them to shut up. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, oh. Yeah, and well, and we have life experiences too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you had talked, and I think we'll address this later, but when you're 10 years old, when you're 25 years old, 35 years old, 45, you, you've got different fears yeah. and different worries. But as you go through life and have more experiences, you have different, ways of being able to handle that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's listen to the next one. 
Wait, say more words, Nancy, because I wasn't ready. I thought you were about to say something, and so I didn't even have the things ready. Is there something you could say? Like, just talk about, I'm just kidding. I'm ready now. <laughs> Let's listen to the that next. That was enough. <laughs> Friends, sustained fears, unhealthy or unfounded or unreasonable fears, they're killing us. And I propose that those fears are killing our faith and our witness in the meanwhile. If we're living in fear, we limit our exposure to new relationships, environments, and experiences. If we're living in fear, we give Satan blank pages of our psyches for him to write his stupid lies on. If we're living in fear, we're surrendering to doubt instead of living in hope. If we're living in fear, we're confessing that God isn't everything that he says he is. Guys, that's a, that's a serious problem. Well, let me just I, say this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it sounds like in, in this in the recording, so both the video and this audio recording, like mm-hmm. I'm pausing for like dramatic effect. The fact was is I had a really big burp and I kept trying to swallow <laughs> the burp down while I was while recording. While you were recording? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So like it sounds like Behind it's Behind the dramatic. scenes with Pastor yeah. Scott. <laughs> like, but you do have a really, really cool <laughs> delivery. Oh, well, thanks. In the way that you did it, even yeah. live and in the oh, recording, even with your that. burp pauses. <laughs> it, was, it was very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> it was very dramatic. Anyway. The way that um, you talk about that, actually, part of what I do here at Life Church is I pull clips for social media or any kind of marketing. And so when I received the recording of this and went through that, clip that you actually pulled for this is something that I pulled days ago, which I think is oh, ironic. awesome. Yeah. Um, because of what you said, unhealthy fears are killing our faith. Like it kind of felt like a slap in the face because when you start to think about the things that you are fearing, it means you're not trusting God in that. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, you know, you can kind of put this different twist on it as, oh, what, what am I fearing? Why am I fearing it? And what am I not trusting God with. Yeah, I was thinking the, the same thing. I mean, as 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 you have more exposure to people of faith and and you have more exposure to the Bible and you 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 know, it was interesting in the message too, you you talked about how many times the word fear or afraid or mm-hmm. that terminology is in is in the Bible. Um, but I, I'm sure the term faith I mean, I'm not a Bible nerd, so I don't know how many times the word faith comes up in in yeah. in, in the Bible as well. But um, kind of the the same concept. It's it's you've got to have that belief, and you've got to have that strength to to understand that your you know God has you in mind, right? And and so um, by by giving into fear, by having those fear that um, that unhealthy fear surfaces. But we need to look towards God for our strength to make sure that the fear that we have is, is healthy. And I love that mm-hmm. healthy versus unhealthy theme mm-hmm. that comes yeah. across. Yeah. I feel like if you asked most any person of faith and you said, tell me more about your faith, they would talk about their faith as being the idea that they believe that Jesus was real, that he really died, that he really rose from the dead and that he really went to heaven and he's making a place for us. That would be the mm-hmm. extent of their faith. And that's certainly our salvation lies in that. But when it comes to this, I'm doing it right now. That whole, like, I have to burp thing, but I'm trying to talk at the same time. Another dramatic pause. Right, yes. 
So, but we, I feel like faith is, is, is much more than that. That's a, it's a day to day thing where you have faith to know that God's listen, this seems scary. Like whether I get this raise or not, or whether I get this job or not, or whether this girl says yes to a date or not, or whether whatever the thing that Mm -hmm. we're obsessed with, like faith is always about also about just trusting that God's going to like land this right for you. And maybe it's not going to be that girl, but God's got the girl, Mm -hmm. right? Or maybe it's not going to be this promotion, but it's going to be the promotion. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's so, I feel like that's what faith is in an ongoing way, rather than Mm -hmm. just saying, I have faith that Jesus is who he says he is, which is an important piece of our faith, but not the whole pie. But in every moment, are you going to surrender to the doubt, which is what you said? Yes. So putting your your words back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, with, are you going to surrender to the doubt or are you going to have hope? You know, and what it, what are you putting your faith in? I think you're right. I think a lot of people think big picture and think, well, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like I trust God. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I right? believe in God. <laughs> I right? believe in God. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but when it comes in, right in down to it. All they... of the different moments. And I think, and I know I, I mentioned this too, but with the naming your fears thing, are you taking enough time to step back and think about the argument or the conversation or the prayers or the discussions that you're having to realize that maybe it is fear that's causing you to react the way that you're reacting. Maybe you don't even realize that that's what it is because you list off those 12 fears. You know, when I think of fear, I do think of all of those, you know, the saber toothed tiger. I don't think of all the list, the 12, I don't have it in front of me, but there's so many of them from psychology today. And, and you talk about so many of those that I think, um, if you, are you taking enough time to, reflect and to be self-aware of what are these fears and how, how is my body responding to them, but how am I responding to them in those situations? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Good job. But this verse, these red letters from Jesus, they tell me that in order to be courageous, I must first know peace, his peace, his unbreakable, indestructible, undefeated peace. Now, I don't know how that would have played out for 10-year-old Scott, peace, but I know that I wish 25-year-old Scott knew that peace when he was afraid of other people's opinions. I wish that 35-year-old Scott knew that peace when he was afraid of being found out as an imposter. I wish that 45-year-old Scott knew that peace when he was afraid of being rejected. How much did I miss out over three decades because I was afraid of irrational things? I was afraid of Earth's fragile things. How afraid would I really have been if I'd truly known and bought into the deliverance, rescue, salvation, safety, and welfare that Jesus offered? I don't even think you can say anything after that. Mm-mm. That's like a mic drop. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm totally just kidding. It, it is, though, I think, to go from what we were saying even before that clip started, Yeah. all of these feelings and emotions and fears and thoughts... And then that clip was about peace. It's like it's like that deep sigh, right. you know, like we're held. Yeah, like we're held. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm reminded of just now while listening to you talk because you're wearing that vest. You should see <laughs> oh my, my friend Nancy. She's wearing this like shepherd's vest. It's okay, like it's, it's like a, a really wintry like Sherpa. Yeah, very vest. Sherpa. So but she looks like of one of the apostles wintry, right it's, now. It's a lamb it for Easter. Yeah, it's very shepherdy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I'd imagine that Nancy's on this boat with the other apostles and and the storm's raging, right? And Jesus is like, "Why are you guys so afraid right now?" Like like what why do, why like mm-hmm. what, this is you know and so yeah. like, and then he just like looks at the ocean. I say the ocean, but really <laughs> it's did you know that that 
the Sea of Galilee is actually smaller than Lake Winnebago. Did you know that? No. <clears throat> I believe that. Yeah. Because yeah. you think of the Sea of Galilee, oh, it must be ginormous yeah. if, there's a, if there's a storm that tossed and turned, right. right? Or if there's, I don't know, is that where the whale that swallowed Jonah is? I don't know. I feel like they're all the same thing. <laughs> they're all the same sea. <laughs> there's only one body of water it's in all of the Lake Bible. Winnebago. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same. Anyway, but Jesus turns to the sea and, you know, calms the sea. Like he has his peace, like mm-hmm. an undefeated peace. And like we talk about Jesus, I'm like, oh, I'm a Jesus guy. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I follow Jesus. But when it comes down to it and we're worried about some kind of crappity chick at work or, you know, a mean neighbor next door or whatever, and like we forget all about Jesus's peace. And we're just like, you know what? I'm worried about this storm right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of, you know, when I heard the message yesterday at church and, and, and in preparing for our discussion today too, I kind of wrote down a couple of things that as you go through stages of life and the different ages that you experience, what were some of the things that, that I was afraid of. And so, um, you know, I think when you're 10, 11, 12, like our, our kids age, right. You compare yourself to your classmates or your yep. friends, like, yep. and you want to make sure you're in the cool crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but, and, and that was the fear of rejection. So that's one of the 12 that, yep. that we'll talk about later. But, and then when you're 25, did I choose the right degree or profession? Like, yep. I, did I spend all this time in, in school? If, if you're for, you know, if, if you go to college or, or pick a vocation, um, and, and am I going to be able to make a career out of it? Did I right. make, did I make the right decision? So wrong decision, right? 35, um, I personally decided to, um, start a family. So at that time, um, could I support a family? And um, if I couldn't, am I just being an imposter or it, it, the fear of failure or responsibility? Right and now, it's not only you're not caring only for yourself, but you've got you've got other lives that you're being, <laughs> being responsible for. Yeah. And then even at at forty five, um, you know, unfortunately, I've I've gone through a divorce, so like growing up and, and and being a dad to my kids only 50% of the time, one of the things I think I, I worry about or am fearful of is, is how is this going to impact my kids? And, and um, you know, that, that whole challenge of just making sure that um, my interactions with them and, and them growing up, they're, they're not going to be, you know, damaged too much by, by the situation that they've yeah. been, you know, dealt. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like we have to, I feel like if we're faithful in our pursuit of Jesus and who we are in him, we have to trust him that that we're going to be making the right choices. We're going to be making the right decisions. And so like if I'm living my life for Jesus, right, meaning I'm trying to live like he lived, which mm-hmm. <clears throat> we talk a lot about how for us, or at least, yeah, for us, that that's really just, you know, loving the Lord my God with everything I've got and loving my neighbor as myself, right? And if I, because Jesus said when he was asked about like, what are the most important commandments? How am I supposed to get into heaven? Like, what's the, what's the formula here? And he's like, you just got to do these two things. Mm-hmm. That if you do these two things, you fulfill the entire law. Like you've, you've obeyed every commandment by doing these two things. And so if I'm, if I'm doing that as a parent, if I'm just always operating as best I can out of love, I have to trust that Jesus is guiding that. You know, like if I'm surrendering my life to him and how I act and how I parent and how I speak and how everything else, then I have to trust that, that, 
the way that this is going is going to work out okay. So when I think about what you were just saying about our kids and like, gosh, am I doing right by my kids? Like even just today, picking up my kids. Should I just mm-hmm. left my kid in school? I don't know. Right. I think there's some parents that for sure would have just left them in school. There's just no way in a million years I could have done that. But like, so I have to trust that my heart is right, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that applies to, I think, every relationship that we have in yeah. our lives. And, um, and, and especially, um, you know, I think the people that we've, that we meet at church and that, that come into our, our posse, like you had talked yes, about at the, posse. End of, <laughs> at the end of, of, of this <laughs> message. But, um, you know, understanding that we all have uh, our stories, right. And, and we all have, we all have our challenges and, and, you know, none of us are, are, are perfect, but, um, but we've got this God, we've got, we've got Jesus to, to help guide us and, and, and use that element of, of love to help us, know, do the best that, that we can. Yeah. Yeah. Do you question how you parent Nance? Yeah, I do. I, I think it goes back to what I said in the last one is like, am I thinking about it enough? Like, Mm -hmm. do I take enough time to slow down and think about how I reacted to what I chose to do in a certain situation? And I think that that goes back to journey to wholeness conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just as even just like you were talking about your story, um, when we first started this, I was like, what's your story? And you said, I don't know if I really have one, but you just said you do like we all do. And mm-hmm. we all have our own fears that we've tackled or gone through or different truths that we've chosen to believe that um, because of that, we can speak to other people with that experience, you know, and be able to help them with their fears and, you know, use your experience. Yeah, that's good. That. Good job. I love this, you guys. Not just our protector, but the protection. Not just our strength, but the stronghold. That's comprehensive and intensive right there, you guys. He's the light that shines into every corner of our lives. There's no place for boogeymen or fears to hide. And in the off chance that a legitimate threat does exist, God is big enough, powerful enough, plentiful enough, and strong enough for us to seek shelter in. Whom shall we fear? What shall we fear? Our boss, our friends, our workmates, our clients? Should we fear failing, succeeding, rejection, commitment? Should we fear missing out? David says he's not afraid of an army of flesh-eating enemies laying siege outside his gates because of who God is and who he is in God. Why are we afraid of disappointing people that we don't even respect? Why are we concerned with the opinions of people we would never ask advice from? I think every time I'm on a podcast with Scott, we sing a children's song. Do you know which one I'm going to sing? I want you to sing it right now. I'm going to, but do yeah. you know what it is? It was I right do. at the beginning of that clip. Is it really? Yeah. No. Whom shall I fear? Oh. The Lord is my light. Yeah. And yeah. My, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Right? The Lord every is time the there's a song, I've got the joy in my, my heart. Or... <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's 90s worship but right there. Isn't that great? Yes. Like the such simple things that yes. that we so badly need to just remember. Yeah. And they're so simple. Yeah. Like what is there to fear? You know what? When I think about when when I thought about the series and and the smile series, I was trying to like connect fear and like happiness. Yeah. <laughs> like how like how are we gonna how do you yeah. do that? Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah. I, I think this clip and, and this theme kind of helps 
bridge that gap a little bit around, um, you know, it's, Scott, you talked about that again, the healthy and the, and the unhealthy fears, but the, this is the the part where it's, it's the healthy fear, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and again, just what we talked about of relying on, on, on our faith, relying on our, our, our trust in, in, in Jesus to help us, um, be okay with the fears that we have and, and knowing that there's someone on our side that's, that's there to support us. That's the thing for me, knowing that there's someone that's on our side, mm-hmm. which reminds me of another song. I don't know what it is. <laughs> not Go West, Young Man. Nope, it's not Go West. <laughs> anyway, I feel like, like um, you know, it's, but it's a verse, right? That if God's on our mm-hmm. side, who can be mm-hmm. against us? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's written everywhere in the book. Everywhere in the book. And like, I don't know if we think that the, the book is just made up of a bunch of great, really fortune cookie fortunes, right. <laughs> you know? And so they're just great sayings that we can yeah. have that they're not really yeah. something we need to believe or live in our life. But the second that we can make over of that hump, mm-hmm. that we stop looking at the book as a bunch of fortune cookie fortunes and start mm-hmm. looking at it as a way to live our life, right. we're going to see a different kind of life that we're living. And it is going to be easier to smile again, even mm-hmm. in the face of fear, whether there's a healthy or an unhealthy fear. And so he made us this way on purpose. Like he, everything he did, he did to protect us. And so, you know, we shouldn't feel like we're weak because we have fear. We shouldn't, right. you know, like, I think it's okay to have doubts about, gosh, am I doing the right thing as a parent? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that God would want that. He'd want us to make sure that like, we're always, like, we're not just assuming we know. But, you know? but he would also want us to look in the right place for the answer, Yeah, which is right. his truth. Which, you know, at the beginning of your message, you talked about um, one of one of the lines that you said was, I was afraid of what I didn't know. Yeah. And I think that a lot of our fears, like what you've said, come from the unknown. So if we're not basing our faith on what the Bible says is truth, then what are we fearing? Right. Does yeah. that make sense? Do you yep. get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I the, the I think one of the things that, Scott said in his message too, was he, he was talking about forecasting, right? Mm-hmm. So we can rely mm-hmm. on our past experiences to understand potentially how we might address the situation moving forward, but there's still every day unknowns, mm-hmm. right? So again, how do we, how do we draw on that strength of our faith to be okay with the unknowns? And I think mm-hmm. if you think about the last year and, and COVID and, and when, you know, people were first exposed to it, there, there was probably, there was a lot of fear in, in, in all of us. And then as we've kind of learned to live with it and, and have understood it, um, we're, we're, we're trying to understand and forecast not only what's our current state, but what's going to happen in the future mm-hmm. and, and what is, what is the, what does normal look like? And I, I still think we don't necessarily all know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you think about, we have the experience of, of understanding our experience of it so far and, and science and health and, and everything else. But when you put yourselves back in the shoes of our children and what they are trying to deal with, not only from um, trying to do school from home in some cases or should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? I mean, it, it, they don't have that ability necessarily to, I guess, forecast 
and that's where I think the strength of parenting and, and helping them understand that there's a faith perspective comes in. I dig that because then I think we should parallel that with how God responds to us as our heavenly father. You know what I mean? Like we have to step into our kids because they don't have the benefit of context or life or mm-hmm. experience, right? And so we can help them forecast, but then we have to surrender that same sort of control to God, like trusting him. Like I'm not going to try to forecast as my own because mm-hmm. I don't have enough. I don't have enough context or experience or knowledge to know how this works, not just like for real, but even in the context of your plan or your will. Like, I don't know everything you got going on. So why would I even imagine that I could forecast this accurately? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to be forecasting 12 inches of rain. And then, (laughs) you know, you got it sunny and, you know, 85, which is what it's in Boise right now. Do you know that? (laughs) That's what I heard. 12 inches of rain. That's that's a lot of rain. It is a lot of rain. I was going to say snow. And then I realized (laughs) I didn't want to speak snow into life or give it existence. (laughs) That's funny. Let's listen to the next one. I feel like naming your fears is a step in that direction. I find it to be constructive and cathartic to identify my feelings, when I feel them, what is happening when I feel them, and how my feelings make me feel. After two times through Journey to Wholeness, I'm getting pretty good at this sort of thing. Naming our fears is much the same thing. Pull your fears out of a shroud of mystery and murkiness, shine a light on them, and give them a name. Our fears are much easier to deal with, you guys, when we when we know more about them and what they're made of. Otherwise, we're just swinging, or worse, cringing in the dark. Whatever name we affix to our fears, none of them are greater than God's love for us. Come on. What the dickens? That was you. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Pete in the pre-show that <clears throat> I was recently in Arizona and uh, just taking pictures for fun. Uh, just to get out of the winter. And I was supposed to, this was a Friday, and I was supposed to be um, recording this message, what you just heard, uh, on Monday. But I hadn't had my message prepared yet. And so, like, I was sitting in my Airbnb in Arizona, and I was like, okay, buddy. <laughs> you know, to <laughs> God. Yeah, give me the words. You know what I mean? And then, like, all day, it was just, like, me just hammering this out. And, like, I'm sometimes surprised to hear the things that, he had me write down because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really, really good. And not, I'm not trying to say that I'm really, mm-hmm. really good because I'm not. I don't think I'm really, really good at all. I think I'm stupid. But <laughs> the like, I just, I, I love his logic. I love God's logic, you know? And so I love that um, he makes that clear to me. And so I just got done talking about myself and I even forgot what, what I was even talking about. <laughs> what was the message we were just talking none about? Of, none of the fears are greater than God. Nothing is greater than God. You know, I talked about my son, right? And how I went to pick him up at school. And so after I took him and he took a nap, you know, I stopped at the Woodman's down in Appleton because they have Diet Cherry Dr. Pepper there and I can't get it in town. So I bought it down there. Mm. I bought 12 bottles of it. And I know that's not right. So Glass bottles? No, like those two liter things. My gosh. Wow. I mean, that's not just for today. I mean, that's for, you know, that'll get me through. Next couple days. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. And so, and then I, then we went over to the Chick-fil-A. I mm-hmm. filled his belly with nuggies, right? And then I started asking him about like what happened today at school. And so I did these questions, like, like what were, what was happening when you started feeling this way? Like what happened just before that? And like, tell me more about how that made you feel and tell me more about, because I feel like the things that we experience are worth examining. They're worth trying to figure out that if we're just trying to keep responding or worse, reacting, reacting yeah. to them, we're never, I mean, we're just going to spend our whole life, you know, just reacting. And then I have a uh, lane assist on my Subaru. And so like there's cameras 
like in yeah. my windshield, and then they see the lane, and then like if, and you can set like steering lane assist on. And so like if you start drifting off your lane, like if you're not paying attention by falling asleep or yeah. looking at your phone, <laughs> then it'll correct. But if you just let it go, it bounces, right? It just like goes to one side, then it goes to the other side, then it goes to the other side. It's not like it finds mm. it and, and decides on the center. It just goes to the end and then bounces in the other way. And that's how we, when we try to deal with our fears on our own, that's what we're doing. We're just like going to the furthest end this way and that's going to bounce us all the way to this other <laughs> thing. And then we're going to go all the way to the other thing and now we're swerving down the road. And God's like, this isn't the middle. Like this is the, you're not, you're, how would you ever find peace in that? Right. You know, you're going to get motion sickness out of that. And so like, I feel like asking ourselves these questions about like why we're feeling what we're feeling or when we feel them or what's triggering this, mm -hmm. like those are all valid things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love the fact that we can take something that happened 2000 years ago and apply it to our situations now. Right. And, but the other thing, as you were talking, Scott, that kind of hit me is because we're in Holy week and you know, Holy Thursday is coming up and good Friday can you imagine some of the fears that Jesus must have been feeling mm. going into the end of this week? He he knew what was he knew it was coming, right? Mm. But he had to find peace within himself in in order to you know confront what was what was coming. And I I couldn't imagine. Yeah, for real. Think mm. about that. Like for real. Think mm. about like what if your one of your fears out of the twelve was like fear of public speaking, and you knew that on Friday at mm -hmm. noon you're going to make this big presentation in front of a bunch of people, half of which you knew and half of which you didn't know, and you hated public speaking, like how much would you be dreading that already today because right. it's Monday? Right. How much more would you be dreading it tomorrow, right. right? So here's Jesus, while fully God, also fully and completely man, with all the nerve endings and the and the and all the everything, right? right. And so Friday is coming, <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And so like, and I think that he knew that Sunday was also coming, but like mm -hmm. you got to get through Friday first. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, and he knows it's going to hurt, right? And even though, like, ultimately he beats death, he's got to die first. Mm -hmm. And not just, like, a really nice, I don't know, lethal injection, right? That you would a never really feel, nice right? Injection. Or, like, a shot <laughs> in the back of the head that you wouldn't know. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to, you know, make no, fun know, of what I, I mean. Know, like, I it's like an excruciating death. He's got to get through all of that before he gets raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're right. I, I love that. Like, how fearful must he have been? You know, in the garden, right, right. with his mm -hmm. friends, like, hey, will you guys pray with me for a second? I'm going to go right over here. And he's, like, sweating blood, right? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and again, all he had, well, I, I shouldn't say all, but, I mean, he had, you know, his relationship with, with God and, and the scriptures that he could go back. And I, I love the fact that you pointed out yesterday, too, that, um, that, Jesus wasn't Christian, right? He was, yeah. he was Jewish, right? And yeah. so he he had to rely on that faith and and all all the stories that that he knew, um, and you know, I was listening to the the Bible Project today, and um, and Tim Mackey was talking about um, what Jesus considered himself, and mm. did he consider himself a priest? Did he know um, kind of who he was? And and it was it was Tim in, in the show talking about, yeah, he kind of knew, and, and you think about the context of, of um, you know, leading into, and, and, you know, we talk about Palm Sunday. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, you talked again in the, in the message about, uh, they were, they were figuring out that, that Jesus was, or they thought Jesus was coming to 
be this warrior and, right. and, and save them and, and create this new kingdom. And he knew that that wasn't his role. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, I'm not really sure where I'm going. Yeah, no, but you're right though, because like, yeah, he did come to save them, but he thought, they thought they were saving them from the Romans or from Mm -hmm. pharisaical rule. (laughs) Pharisaical. Scott had a great, like, I was very impressed because he he came up with a very, uh, like, like, like intelligent word. Intelligent word. word. Yeah, there it is. That's what Pete Nepper really thinks of Pharisaical. 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 Yeah, he used that twice yesterday. I did. Anyway, but they, (laughs) so they thought he was going to save them from that. And he was like, oh, no, I'm saving you from yourself because mm-hmm. you're a filthy sinner and I'm coming for that. And so that's not as sexy, right? That's not as fun. That's not as, you know, glorious as saving us from the Romans, right? Saving me from the fact that I'm a crappy dude. Like, oh, dang. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I also like that you pointed out this thing that Jesus was afraid because sometimes we are guilty about being, like we feel guilty about being afraid. And I want to make sure that we don't gloss over that, that being afraid is natural to us. And both, both healthily fears and healthy mm-hmm. fears. Like it's natural for us to be afraid because even Jesus was afraid. Like, cause he said when he's praying in the garden, sweating blood, right. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, God, <laughs> Abba, right. If you could find out some other way that we yeah. could do this where I don't have to have this done, that would be great. great. That would be super great. Right. You know what I mean? In, in the end, he resolves himself, but it's your will, not my will that's mm-hmm. done. Right. And so like even Jesus, right. The guy that does know how the whole thing turns out, the guy that does have all the knowledge of heaven that was there from the beginning. We even though there was no beginning, right. Like he was, he had everything. Even he was like, I don't want to do this. I definitely do not want to do this. And even on the, in that afternoon, it says, right. In the account of the crucifixion, he's like, God, why did you, why did you, why have you forsaken me? Right. You're like, well, how did we get here? This sucks, bro. Right. You know, and so like, it's okay for us to say that too. We resolve ourselves to God. We, you know, resign ourselves to his hope and his faith. But you know what I mean? But it's okay to like feel that for a second because Jesus Mm -hmm. felt it for a second. And so I feel like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that makes it okay for me to not be like, you know, super strong and like, I don't care what happens. I'm like, it's okay that I'm weak because Jesus, while not weak. We have to be weak. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yes. That's another song. I feel like it is. But I also want to encourage you to find help in this community. Scripture couldn't be more clear that a critical function of our churches, our faith communities, is to be a resource for one another. This kind of help functions on a peer-to-peer level. We don't always need someone with a medical or a theological degree. Sometimes the best help and wisdom comes from people who've gone through it themselves. Let me share just a few passages. In Hebrews, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. In Galatians, it says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. In Proverbs, it says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Surround yourselves with people who know you and love you and love Jesus. That's your tribe, friends. That's your pocket, your squad, your posse. Does anyone say posse? Anyway, those are your people. We couldn't possibly do this life or this faith on our own. Does anyone say posse? I don't think anyone does say posse anymore. Posse? I like it. I do too. I feel like it feels like a 90s hip hop thing. It does kind of. Yeah. But really, it's, it's such a, it's not just a life church culture thing but it's no. a life thing. Like yes. you have to have your people. 
your squad, your tribe, your posse, your pocket, your girlfriends, your, yep. you know, you have your to bros. have your people that are going to not just hold you accountable, but encourage you like what you said. And you did a Facebook live. Was it even before your message? I think it was. On Sunday about encouraging others. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we all need that. We're already letting people speak. We talked about this last night at downtown. We're, we're already, whether we're aware of it or not, we're already allowing people to speak into our lives. They're, they're speaking over us mm-hmm. already, right? And so like you're, uh, I, didn't, I was going to point to you. I was going to say, you're drinking buddies. I don't think that you have drinking buddies, but like, you know, like whoever you are, <laughs> right? You're drinking buddies or your wine right. gals or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, the people that you go, I don't know, do shenanigans with, like they're already speaking into your life. Mm-hmm. You're, you've chosen them. And maybe you grew up with them. Maybe they've just always been your posse. Right, or your mm-hmm. pocket. But like, those are the people that are speaking into your life. And so you need to look at them and say, as a group, is this who I should be at mm-hmm. 45? Or is this who I should be at 55? Or is this who I should be at 35? Like, is this really what I was thinking I was going to be? You know, I, my dad used to say, uh, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. And so there's a big part of that. And so, you know, there's another saying that says, dress for the job you want, not the job that you have. And so I don't know about dressing because I feel like I've always dressed like I was 19, but <laughs> like I, I feel like that's true of our faith. Like we should surround ourselves with the people that we want to be, with the life that we want to lead, not the life that we're living, right? Because that's just going to give us more of the that's same good. thing, yeah. you know? And so like if you want more, if you feel like, gosh, I wish I were just, I wish I knew Jesus better. I wish I lived more lovingly or I wish I were kinder or I wish I felt empathy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, stop surrounding yourselves with, you know, People, I was going to, there's like 16 words yeah. I was going to use. I don't know if any of them were appropriate for the podcast. But stop surrounding yourself with like, you know, cruddy people that aren't those things. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if, if you're surrounded by people that just like pursue happiness for themselves and the good of themselves and pursuit for themselves, you're going to be a selfish person because that's who you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. I, you know, I'm looking at, again, some notes that I put down coming into this discussion. And one of the great things that I love about Life Church and my exposure here so far is, and I don't really know exactly how this fits in, but um, I was thinking about it from the standpoint of like, um, you know, when, when you, when you show up every Sunday, it's kind of like going to your favorite class, maybe in high school or, or college. Right. Um, because you know, you're going to learn something and, yeah. and then you get to apply that to, to real life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then listening to the pastors, is like you're listening to your favorite professor or, yeah. or teacher. And then the worship is like the, the tunes that we, that we listen to on the way to class. Right. I'm, I'm your we disc are, man. Yeah. Yeah. Disc man <laughs> with the posse. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but then, and then the Bible is the textbook, right? We're carrying mm-hmm. our, our book bag to, to our class. Um, and, and we're, we know that the, the textbook, the Bible is, is going to, reveal or, or teach us something. Yeah, that's good. And then the attendees are, are all our classmates. And then, and, and it, so it just, I don't, again, I don't know exactly how this fits into everything that we've been yeah. talking about, but, but I guess it's, it's the, the concept that um, it's a, it's a place that we can all um, again, find, find those people, that that group of people that we, that we associate with and, and we're all going to the same class together learning something and then applying it to, to real life. And I think that's, that's the true message, right? It, it's what can we learn 
from the Bible. And, and it just hope ha- so happens to be that this week's theme was, was on fear. But how do we understand what, those, what that healthy and unhealthy fear is? And, and then how do we go and apply it in our lives? Mm-hmm. And how will we ever figure that out on our own? Like, I feel like I'm, I'm not half smart exactly. to figure that out on my own. Like, I've got to be around people. <laughs> Right, yeah. that can either tell me or I can ask. And it's like, hey, could you just explain to me more about like, it's not like that, but it's just like, I don't know, like when you're around your bros or your chicks or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, because you're doing life together. So right. when something comes up and you think, how do I handle this situation? Then you have your people that yeah. can bounce things off of. There's no way for sure that I could do life on my own. And for double sure, there's no way that I could do faith on my own. That I've got to right. bounce this stuff off of somebody. And that's why I feel like it's super important for me to be available to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, to when they text me and say, hey, I don't understand this one thing. Like, not yeah. just like, what does it say in Galatians about this? But instead, right. like, how does this actually work? How do I apply this to my life? Because book knowledge is one thing, and I don't really have book knowledge. I couldn't tell you where verses are in the Bible. I always admired people that could, but I never could. Like, I've got zero memory for that. Right. But I feel like one thing I'm good at is 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 saying, well, this is what it looks like in real life, mm-hmm. right? IRL, that's what the kids say. Yeah, that's what the posse says. Wait, what? Is it not what the kids say? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you're the one that's wearing the Sherpa vest. I don't, I don't know if they're cool. I oh. just wear it because it's comfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's super funny. Anyway, you guys should find a pocket because we need a pocket, not just for this message, but for every message because this faith is worth knowing everything you can about. It's worth exploring every possible nook and cranny about because it's it's not enough just to take Pastor Sean's word for it or Father Bert's word for it or the Reverend Jim Bobjins. Who's that? Jim Bobjins. <laughs> Is that the or, other professor? Yes. <laughs> Jim Bobjins. Anyway, stop taking people's word for your faith. Have your faith for yourself because it's worth knowing. Anyway, Pete Lemper, I'm totally glad you were here. Thanks for spending time with us before you left for Boise. Yeah. Are we done friend. already? Yeah, Boise. It's, yeah, it's done. We're checking my watch. <laughs> yeah, you got no watch. You and Nancy checking <laughs> oh, yeah. your time. Yeah, that's fantastic. Listen, you guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love it if you shared it with your friends, like on social media or something. Apparently, I'm on Facebook and no one's on Facebook anymore. Everyone's like, how come you're not on the gram mm. or oh, the yeah. talk tick? And I'm like, TikTok. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, that doesn't even. <laughs> One guy sent me, he, he sent me like a, a faith question. He said, look at this up on TikTok. I'm like, look at it up on TikTok. <laughs> I don't Google's know. Google's hard do that either. Like, yeah. Google, I feel like, doesn't have enough room to get it all in. <laughs> how does 15 seconds on TikTok tell me something? Oh my gosh, we have such short attention spans, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, I'm glad that you guys uh, were here. I'm glad that you guys were here. I'm also glad that listeners, that you guys were here. We'd love it if you subscribe to this podcast and any one of your favorite podcast channels. You can also rate and review our podcast that makes more and more people aware of what we're doing and how the whole thing works because we'd love for as many people as possible to hear the truths that we feel like we're sharing uh, that, that, that God wants uh, everyone to know. So uh, my name is Scott Eastman. Thanks for joining us for Chew on that. And we'll talk to you again next time. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>